Life is an epic journey. Live it unleashed. Hey, fellow journeyers, Jeremy here. Welcome back to the Living Unleashed podcast. You know, life is an epic journey, and we want to live it unleashed. God offers us a passionate life. This is a life that is defined by hope, filled with joy, marked by peace, and walks in freedom. Here on the Living Unleashed podcast, we are intentionally shaping our lives that we might experience this Living Unleashed life that God offers us. Throughout season two, we have been intentionally shaping our lives by journeying with Luke through the Gospel of Luke and the Book of Acts. Today, we are on Acts chapter 25. It has been an awesome journey, and we are winding up close to the end of this uh, this journey through Luke and Acts. It's been a wonderful time. When we start up season three of the podcast, we're going to do some things with some themes, uh, the themes about passionate life, hope, joy, peace, and freedom, and not just some... Um, uh, discussing the themes themselves, but some actual uh, meat and potatoes to live our lives that way. What does that look like? What are some things we can do to live a passionate life that is defined by hope, filled with joy, marked by peace, and walks in freedom? And I'm going to be sharing more of that with you throughout this week as we uh, wind up this season and prepare to launch into season three. But today, let's hop right in to Acts chapter 25. Now, we've already shared towards the end of last week about how this series of chapters in Acts is actually just an ongoing narrative. Um, Luke slows way down and starts to give a lot of details once Paul comes to Jerusalem and is arrested. And, and, and he begins to share lots of details about how he's moved from Jerusalem to Caesarea and from Caesarea to Rome and, and all the people he comes before, Felix, Festus, Agrippa, uh, all of those, those pieces and, and the details of his journey. And so there's this sense of it just being this ongoing continuation. Chapter 25 is probably that chapter that presents very little to us that is truly new. Uh, what I mean by that is, um, Paul says very little. There are a few, uh, there are a couple quotes from him within the chapter, but most of the chapter is just the details about Paul coming before Festus, who is now has now taken over the seat of Felix, and then Festus asks for uh, King Agrippa's input. And they go over all the details again about what's been going on in Paul's life. There are some details about how um, the political and um, jury trial system, if you will, um, worked and, and, and the like. And we could get into those kinds of things at history, but none of that would really uh, bring about, so what's that mean for me today? So as I was looking at this chapter, I was like, wow, this is really a tough one. Uh, it's really a tough one because, I mean, there's no great miracles. There's no real catchy phrases. There's no memorize this verse. Um, what do you do with a chapter that's so mundane? And then I thought, you talk about the mundane. And here's what I mean by that. What we have happening here is that Luke is giving us these details about how this is transpiring and moving forward, and yet it seems somewhat boring. Um, it doesn't have any exciting pieces. It's just the details of how this transitioned slowly and without much fanfare, without anything really exciting uh, or dramatic taking place. And you know, what I began to think about that was the fact that 
much of our lives is spent like that. I mean, we have those moments of drama. We have those moments of excitement. We have those moments when really awesome and amazing things happen. But for the most part, most of the days we get up, we go through our day, we go to bed without anything really noteworthy taking place. Most of it is the everyday stuff we do. Not that that can't be precious and wonderful, but it's just the everyday stuff, same stuff we did yesterday, and it's the same stuff we did the day before. And what I notice when I read through this chapter is, you know, God is still right there working in the mundane. It is in this mundane process that Paul is going through that he is eventually going to wind up right where God wants him in Rome, where he can um, share and testify about Jesus in the very midst of the Roman Empire, in the city of Rome, and before Caesar himself. That's where God wants him. But to get there, Paul's just got to kind of go through the mundane. All of this is taking place, and there is this sense that Festus and Agrippa are having conversations, and Paul's just kind of sitting around, twiddling his thumbs, waiting, uh, maybe writing off some letters you know, to, to some of the churches, getting to talk with friends and the like. But for the most part, Paul is waiting. He can't really go anywhere because he's under house arrest, so he can't be out on a missionary journey. He can't go visit any of his friends. He doesn't have social media yet, so he can't give everybody Facebook updates or Twitter updates about what's going on. So he's really just kind of slowed down, and you might even say he might feel stalled. It is just mundane. And every now and then, we feel like that in our own lives. Maybe that things just aren't moving forward. Things aren't going anywhere. There's nothing happening. Is God really working? Is this situation really going to be different? Is, is anything happening? I just seem to be going through the motions. And let me, let me tell you there, that if you are f- trusting Jesus, if you have your eyes on Jesus and you're following him each and every day, First, I want to challenge you that there really isn't such a thing as mundane, because every moment is spirit-filled. Every moment has the opportunity to burst forth with awesome um, um, spirit-led action and, and, and empowerment. And so that in and of itself is awesome. The second thing is, is even when we're going through the mundane, we can still be doing so under the power of the Spirit. One thing we know about Paul is while he's waiting— He's he's written these letters when he was in prison. We have known him as the prison epistles. And, and in Philippians, he talks about being joyful. He talks about being content. He talks about having a peace that passes all understanding. Because here's one that even though he's living in the midst of the mundane right this second, he is still so spirit-empowered that the mundane isn't even boring. He's at peace. He is joy-filled. He is confident. He is content. He has this, he, he's, even though he is a slave, he writes about being free, um, that, you know, he's not really a slave. He's free in Christ. He's experiencing all of this, even in the midst of the mundane. And so what's beautiful is when you look at Paul's letters and you see the things he writes about and compare that to where he is and what's going on, what we discover is, is that Paul really doesn't have a sense of the mundane uh, like you and I do, because Paul has his eyes on Jesus. And so therefore, everything is new. Everything is fresh. It doesn't mean it's dramatic and exciting, but 
Is it possible that those are the moments that God gives us so that we can experience his peace and his joy to to refresh us, to renew us, so that when the next moment comes that might be a little dramatic or that might be a little exciting, we have the energy for it because we've been refreshed in Christ. We've learned what it means to be just content in him, even in the midst of the mundane. We've learned what it means to experience his joy, his peace, um, and his hope, even in the midst of the mundane. And that's what Paul does. There's really nothing exciting that happens in chapter 25. We're still in transition. Uh, Paul's case is heard before two more uh, leaders, before Festus and before Agrippa. All they decide is that Paul's going on to Rome. They make no decision. There's no outcome. There is no solution. There's no wonderful memorize me verse from Paul uh, about who Jesus is and about what's going on. It's all really just pretty mundane. But even in the mundane, God is there. Even in the mundane, we can be spirit-empowered. And even in the midst of the mundane, we can be totally and completely content, and we can know hope, joy, peace, and freedom. Paul did. We know that from his letters. So even though chapter 25 of Acts may not seem to have anything earth-shattering in it for us, uh, unless you're a history buff and want to know how the political system and the court system of the Roman Empire worked in the first century, um, then... It doesn't mean that there's nothing here for us at all, because it's a reminder that God is working things out, and he works all things to the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose, as Paul wrote. And we see a man who, that even though he's working through what we would consider a very slow and monotonous process, one that we might equate to the mundane actions of life, he is a man that is content and who knows hope, joy, peace, and freedom. And we can know those things as well as we continue to live our lives unleashed. So I don't know what you got on tap for the week. Maybe this week's going to be a pretty mundane week for you, but I challenge you, keep your eyes on Jesus. Allow him to fill you with the power of his spirit. And even if nothing dramatic happens, if nothing exciting happens, if nothing different happens, the Holy Spirit can still empower you so that in the moment you're in, even as you're going through what the world might call mundane, you can experience God's presence and power. You can experience his contentment, his hope, his joy, his peace, his freedom, and you may have a passionate life that is like no other. So this is Jeremy, and I'm glad you joined us again today for the Living Unleashed podcast. Tomorrow, we'll be jumping into Acts chapter 26. We'll also be talking a little bit more about what to expect in season three of the Living Unleashed podcast. But for now, I hope you have an awesome and an amazing day, and may you keep on living unleashed.